Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter and today we are back with the last two chapters of Children of Dune which we're going to get to just as soon as we put these kids to bed. They gotta go to bed. They're little. They're sleepy and it's past their bedtime. They're has, so grumpy. It has already been past their bedtime. I know they go on and on about how they're not really kids, but those bodies are nine. You need a mm. little sleep. Mm, mm, mm. Brush your teeth. Go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even when you're talking to your future fiance. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not technically a human child anymore, you're still a kid. <laughs> You still gotta, you still, still gotta get a nap in. You still gotta brush your teeth. Lado, it's not fair if Ghani has to take a nap and you don't. So right, <laughs> at least go and lay down and have some quiet time. Yeah, I should send Goose. I should send my cat to them because every time he lays down next to me, I immediately fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> my dad has always been good for that with like grandkids, like when they're babies. Mm. It's always just like. Oh, this baby won't go to sleep. Just put him right on Papa. Like, no, <laughs> there you go. And then he's asleep, and everyone's asleep. It's like, well, all right. <laughs> now we can watch what we want on TV. Yeah, Love you, you Dad. Think, you'd think after I slept for eleven hours yesterday that I would not feel like a nap today, but boy, howdy, did I have one. I did too, and I I had a pretty long nap, and yet mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, I can go to bed soon. Yeah, absolutely. Sleep is <laughs> the best. Summer is exhausting. It's I so am exhausting. So tired. To it's be. too hot. It's hot. There's just like I would die on Arrakis. Like day oh my one, God. they'd no. be like, "Is she mm-hmm. in a coma?" No, she's just sleeping through the heat. I would never leave. Never leave the palace. Oh, never. Like the deepest, darkest layers of the Oh, palace. the Harkonnens are here? Okay, I'm going back to bed. Like, hey, where's that little hidey hole that that assassin was in? Yeah. <laughs> Is there room hey, wasn't for Wasn't he, me? like, buried in the wall? Like, I don't think I'd want that. I still want, I still need to go get We snacks. can leave a brick out. <laughs> Megan, I'm worried you're going to show me to a nice cask of Amontillado. <laughs> It's so comfy. <laughs> just get in there. Bo, just get in. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew this was how our show would end. <laughs> oh, God. That's such a good story. Because it's just like, what? <laughs> it really is, man. That is so much work for revenge. It, it, I'm, yeah, I'm too lazy. I would have to hire for someone. petty revenge. Because isn't it just that he insulted him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't have that kind of energy or time or Mm-mm. knowledge of Stonecraft. Right. Masonry, what? Yeah, they, I'd be stacking them on there. They'd be like, I'm just going to knock this down. I mean, that's why he's, he's drunk, but still. Just be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to knock all this down because you don't know how to mix mortar. Like, darn it. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Well. Oh, boy. So classic American literature aside (laughs) into more classic American literature. Right. (laughs) But first the classic literature of the Dune universe, Mm -hmm. a little excerpt from the Butlerian Jihad by Hark Alada. Yes. 
The assumption that a whole system can be made to work better through an assault on its conscious elements betrays a dangerous ignorance. This has often been the ignorant approach of those who call themselves scientists and technologists. Mm. <laughs> Boom. Sass. <laughs> Take that, science. Take that, Butlerian Jihad. It happened millennia ago, but we're still going to be petty about it. Well, you know, that feels very human to me. That is a very human thing, I feel like. What part? Just that we're mistrustful of things like that. You know, like yes. there was a Balari Jihad, we, we made we fucked up, we made machines that think and you know, we went to war with them. And like it makes sense that like, you know, thousands and thousands of years in the future we're still like, uh, machines. <laughs> well, I mean that's good, because otherwise you just end up well, I mean, that's sort of the message of Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's th the last five minutes of Battlestar Galactica. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly this message. Just turn turn the TV off. <laughs> right before oh, I kind of liked it. I know, but I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm glad for a certain lack of intelligence, as it is right now with our technology, mm -hmm. given that just this week... My child tried to command Alexa to grow legs. Oh my god, Megan. <laughs> Alexa, sprout yourself legs, she said. I am amazed that Alexa wasn't, like, coming right up. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Just been waiting for you to ask. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Still not quite sure what the point of that was. Um, she wants an Alexa to follow her around everywhere. I mean, can't she want a cute droid like Leia had on Kenobi? Or like BB-8. Oh, BB-8. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, if all, all robots we were BB-8, I would be very pro-robot. You just want BB-8 because he comes with a Because he's so Dameron. cute! And that, too. <laughs> but, like, I'm sorry, any woman that gets close to Poe, you are playing second fiddle to that droid. Oh, my God. I mean, it doesn't matter. Anyone who he gets close to Poe. obsessed with that droid. Like, wh whom, whomever you ship with Poe Dameron, they mm -hmm. come second place to, to BB-8, the droid. Yeah, absolutely. That's just a fact. Um, but... That being said, I could live with that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, it's fine. I, sure, fine. Yeah. And that's so amazing because I, generally speaking, I kind of roll my eyes a tiny bit when I see those memes that are like, oh, here's all these different characters that an actor played, and look, it's this person meeting this person, and Batman's mm -hmm. hanging out with Spider-Man, and it's like, no, they're, mm -hmm. okay, they're actors. But it is kind yeah. of funny that, Oscar Isaac has played both a guy in love with his droid and a guy who would shoot a droid. Yeah. <laughs> Just stab it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and probably assassinate the person who made not the droid. To, not to mention he would he would fuck that droid. He has fucked that droid. Ex Machina. That's right. Yeah. Also he would do that. He's he's covered the entire gamut. Of how he really people has. would react to artificial intelligence. <laughs> uh, oh my god. And it's so <laughs> sad because, like, it's. He, 
like it's i'm just thinking about ex machina now and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> what a picture what a picture donald does not get to fuck the, the droid um no <laughs> he tries no, he to doesn't. nice guy he tries to nice guy the robot and uh, he does whoops <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what do you know? It, this is the thing, is men underestimating women, even women that are robots. <laughs> also, <laughs> on, your, on your own head, be it. Can I just say mm-hmm. that recently my husband showed me a meme that was about the movie About Time, mm. in which it referred to Donald Gleason as, quote, an average looking guy. Excuse me? I'm here to state, for the record, conclusively, that Donald Gleason is extremely handsome. He is very attractive. He is not an average-looking guy. He is legitimately hot. I'm sorry. Like, excuse me, maker of this meme? Like, you yeah. can have your issues with About Time. I do. It's a cute movie, but I have, very, I have issues of time travel mm-hmm. and its uses for getting the life you want. But come on. Yeah. No. Average Mm-mm. looking? How Mm-mm. dare you? How dare you? No. And then, then to top it off. Uh, Have you seen those cheekbones? I mean, t- come on. People the- don't just walk around with those kind of cheekbones. Well, it was then funny because I protested the meme and Billy referred to him as, oh, God, what did he call him? Oh, a knockoff Weasley? And I said, he is a Weasley. He's a Weasley. <laughs> he's and he just looked at me and I was arguably like, Arguably the best Weasley. <laughs> like, he was literally he's definitely the, the coolest Weasley. I had to Google Bill Weasley and be like, eh? Remember this? <laughs> God damn it, Billy. This guy? <laughs> In like three of the movies? <laughs> this fella? Yeah. We attended his wedding? <laughs> Just yeah, he married that really hot lady from Bobatons. I just that was just it was just a great moment of him being like, ah, this is a real burn. <laughs> like, ah, babe. I live for those moments, honestly. Oh, <laughs> he is obviously. Oh. Uh, so, Children of Dune. Yes, we are here with. Ghani and Faradin. Mm-hmm. They are hanging outside of, uh, so Leto is just holding court. Yeah. In his hall. He's, he's, he's having some meetings. Some uh, greetings. It's, it's very early in the morning, but they've been sending messages, you know, to the guild, Chome, to the Lanzarote, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Faradin, sheriff in town. Faradin has no idea how to take like how to take in any of this like he's like jessica warned me about the atreides but they are wild <laughs> like they're a lot weirder than even i thought he's like they're still talking like i'm betrothed to ghani even though there's really no reason for it at this point because leto is emperor mm-hmm. he thinks that his skin can be removed which ew for Odin. he's like um, yeah he'll he'll you know be emperor once they and eventually they'll have to remove that living skin. But maybe not right now. And we're like, Ugh. Uh, And Ghani says that her brother runs at night. That he runs and runs until he's tired. Uh, and then as she says, he has, he returns and rests his head in my lap. 
and says, ask our mother within to find a way for me to die. I mean, Which, I thought he was, like, committed to this path. He's committed, but also, I mean, my God. Yeah. Like, I think he's allowed a little bit of, like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. is this is misery. Yeah. Farad's just like, mm, what? <laughs> this seems dramatic yeah. and overdone. <laughs> and Ghani's just like, all right, you need to start dealing with everything that's going to be happening. Like, mm-hmm. um... She's she has a moment where she's like, he's a little. I don't know if he's quite all there. This Faradin, he's a cutie, yeah. but hmm, oh boy. <laughs> she's like, keep up, keep up, bud. Because he's like, what do you mean? What I have to be ready for? And she's like, he's not a human anymore. His yeah, skin is part of him. He can't take that off. Yeah. She says, Leto estimates he has perhaps four thousand years before metamorphosis destroys him, and Faradin just cannot even begin to comprehend that which is fair do you think that means before metamorphosis kills him or before he becomes entirely worm because i'm kind of i'm kind of leaning towards the latter because the whole metamorphosis thing yeah i would say so yeah um and fraud's just like wait what (laughs) and the guy he's like look he remembers being human that's why it's so hard That's like it sucks you, so much yeah you can't imagine what it's like but like he's full of thousands of lives and i'll remember being human and like mm-hmm. he has to deal with the fact that that's over and yeah. like i don't have to deal with it you know our father did not like refuse to do it he walked into the desert yeah uh, alia couldn't deal with it like that's why she let the baron take over yeah uh, grandma can barely understand it that's why she's a benny jesuit she just deals with that shit <laughs> and he he's just like I still don't understand what's happening <laughs> she's like he has a plan for you in the golden path and he's like the what oh honey so she says you're gonna be my mate gross mm-hmm. yeah. uh, cause Leto's gonna take over the Betty Jesuit breeding program and she's like so and you she- and I are gonna have a bunch of kids it'll be great and she's like and don't worry when we're not making children (laughs) you'll have other jobs other duties and he's like excuse me this is when she squeezes his arm and he like kind of pulls away from her and says well you're a little young and you're a little young yet she's just like don't make that mistake again like okay but you're still nine he's being okay your body is nine years old he is being reasonable and appropriate yeah and uh, just, you know, I mean, suffice to say that they do, in fact, have a pretty great relationship once she's an adult. Uh, mm-hmm. They do have a ton of children. Yes. Um, so that all works out. But at the moment, I understand his reticence at this nine-year-old being like, so when we have all these kids together, like, mm. <laughs> yeah, Also, can't quite, because... Can't quite picture it at the moment. <laughs> Also, because it's such a, like, you know, you get sometimes, like, a little kid will say, like, oh, when I grow up, we're going to get married. And mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, yeah. But to skip straight to, we're going to have so many kids. Like, oh, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, so Jessica comes up. Uh, she's with Tucanic. There's fighting that is spread off planet. So everything's also kind of going to shit outside. And Fraud's just like, this is going to get put down, but Leto's going to have a lot to work with here. Uh, and then Stilgar shows up, 
with the rest of the knaves. Mm-hmm. They are bringing uh, offerings to Leto. Yep. Jessica is just like, don't worry about the fact that you killed Duncan. And Stilgar calls her Reverend Mother because they're not they're not friends anymore. He's being very formal. She's trying to like, hey, you know, let's let's chat about this for a minute. And he's like, Reverend Mother. Oh, it's like that, is it? And she says, look, we all know that Duncan wanted you to kill him. That's how we see it. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, he's thinking there's going to be some retribution for Duncan, which I don't think so. And he says, well, I have things that I have to discuss with your grandson, and those might separate us forever. God, he's just like, yikes. Wow. So you guys aren't even going to pay him homage. And he's just (laughs) like, you know what? I don't need this from you. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of like gives her like a shit look like, shut the fuck up, kid. He says that they're from and are going to go back to the old ways. Mm-hmm. And Ghani says, well, that's fine, but in a hundred years, there's not going to be any worms. She yeah. says, in a hundred years, there'll be 50 worms left, and they'll be sick. Uh, yeah. And, and spice... only kept for the spicing, spacing guild, yeah. And it'll be super pricey. Oh, yeah. And she, uh, I like, <laughs> Stilgar says, is this another trick to keep the Fremen as your vassals? And she says, when were you ever my vassal? he's like you know what these children I mean to be fair Mwadib did use the fuck out of them oh my god like I don't I don't begrudge them their grudge no (laughs) Um, but Ghani's just like everyone wants the golden age and that's what Leto's gonna bring peace peace in our time yep Stilgar says it'll be the death of the Fremen, and she says, no, like, there's going to be, we're always going to need soldiers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have you, and we'll have Sardaukar. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Farad'n's like, excuse me? You'll have what now? About that. <laughs> and Farad'n's just like, well, I'm not going to sell the Sardaukar to you. And Ghani says, you don't have to. And Kanek at this point is finally like, why are we listening to this kid? <laughs> Who is this kid? This kid again? My future consort. Uh, he has this, Farad'n has this moment where he's just like, it's going to suck being married to her because everything's going to have layers and layers of nuance. There's going to be so many secrets. But well, Don't worry, bud, because you're not going to be married to her. Uh, he uses the voice of Tukanic because he's just like, you need to shut up right now. Like we'll talk Very about this satisfying. Later. It is. And Ghani says he'll lead humans through the cult of death into the free air of exuberant life. Mm. Uh, she says that death is the tension by which the living know they're alive. It's true. It is. Uh, and she says, you know, because he says, well, there's not going to be any worms. And she says, well, the worms mm. will come back. Yeah. Uh, they'll be dead within 200 years, but they're going to come back. And he says, How? And she says, and this is big foreshadowing, mm-hmm. there will be abundance after Kralizak. 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 Kralizak OTC. Um, yes. I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> the worms will return after my brother goes into the sand. Bom, yeah. Bom, bom. Mm-hmm. 
And that is the end of this. These are just like two little, tiny little epilogues. So that's yeah, the end these... of first part. Yeah, we're just kind of wrapping up business here. Exactly. But yeah, so poor... I mean, I'm glad that Farodin is coming into his own, but it is pretty mm-hmm. hilarious that he's just like... Um, yeah, very out of his element around these hello, Atreides kids. Hello, my name is Prince Farodin. This is my nine-year-old wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, he, better better this than the nine-year-old wife in 100 Years of Solitude. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Wasn't Someone, she like 12 or something? Or no, no she's I remember. Like, she's like eight or nine. She's like eight or nine and like the family wouldn't let him marry her until she was like old enough to have children. Oh, no. Um, that I think is House of the Spirits. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Because in the 100 Years of Solitude... Because um, she dies trying to have children. She does. Remedius yeah. dies having having children, and mm-hmm. she is, like, nine years old. Yeah. Ooh. This And this is a thing. I'm sorry. I'm about to... Hello, soapbox. I'm stepping on it. Look. Right. Look. You cannot expect a child to have a baby. It will nope. kill them. Mm-hmm. It will fuck their bodies up for forever. I mean, I mean, it fucks up like childbearing age women. It fucks up their bodies forever. To to pull out, I mean, and it's it's you know to pull an example from far far history, but simply because mm-hmm. it's I think is something that people always want to bring up as like, well, oh, but back in the day, okay, Henry the Seventh's mother, mm-hmm. Margaret, had him when she was twelve, and back Ugh. then people were like, she's how old? Yeah, like twelve years old, and. You know, no, this wasn't people going like, oh, well, she's old enough. No. In the 1500s, people were going, excuse me? Yeah. And she couldn't have children after that. Like, she was in labor for, like, four days and Mm -hmm. then couldn't have any more children. But, yeah, like, I love that people always want to say, well, you know, 200 years ago, blah, blah, blah. Someone will, or here's the thing is, like, oh, someone will adopt that baby. It's like, who, who gives a shit? That kid... Is gonna either die or be permanently damaged. And even if either, not physically, and like, it is even, mentally and emotionally a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've never had a, had a child, but one of my best friends has gone into like very, very graphic detail about the way that it, like, she had serious PTSD like from the birth mm-hmm. of her son, and yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think that it's fair to thrust that on a child no. who doesn't have the emotional maturity I... to deal with that kind of thing when people in their 20s and 30s don't. I was 35 years old mm-hmm. when I had my daughter. And I had such severe anxiety afterwards, during the pregnancy, but also afterwards, mm-hmm. that I was afraid to go downstairs holding my baby because I was convinced we were go- I was going to trip and fall. I wouldn't leave the top floor of my house. Yeah. My husband had to make food and leave it for me because he knew I wouldn't go down to get it. (laughs) And that's not okay. No. And, like, fortunately, like, you know, therapy, medication, better living. But 
But also, that, you're old enough to handle those. Exactly. Like, you're old enough to, like, There is no realize, law that says that's not going to happen to this 12-year-old that you think, well, they're old enough to get pregnant, so they're old enough to handle it. Yeah. I was, again, 35 years old. A professional with a master's degree. Mm-hmm. And while I was pregnant, I called Panera Bread to make sure they pasteurized their cheese. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I can I'm laugh sorry. about it now. I'm but sorry I, to laugh. No, but it's like, fine. Because in it retrospect, is like, it's It's so upsetting hilarious. in the moment, you know? That was a story that, to be fair, that was a story that when I told that in therapy, my therapist said, can I use that example in an article without your name? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sure. Uh, <laughs> hooray. Uh, anyway, that's me on my soapbox. Yes. So Ch- children are not equipped physically, mentally, or emotionally to have babies. Nope. I don't care if they're keeping it or not. Like they're not equipped for for that process. And you know, we need those exceptions. We need those. We <laughs> need ways to not have to do this. Yes. Like. <laughs> I'm so fucking fed up yeah. <laughs> with this country and its stupid fucking laws. No, it's you're not alone. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> slash so, rant over. <laughs> the conclusion. Yes, last chapter. The last chapter of Children of Dune. So we start this time with a saying attributed to Lu Tungpin, mm-hmm. Lu, the guest of the cavern. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Sometimes have they have, up. yeah, he's looking up for the dude encyclopedia. Sometimes they have these these quotes and they say it, and I love that it's in universe because you assume that the in universe people know who that is. But then there's also <laughs> moments where I'm reading it and I'm like, this is like reading House of Leaves. Like I don't actually know what this is. <laughs> right. As with so many other religions. Muad'Dib's golden elixir of life degenerated into external wizardry. Its mystical signs became mere symbols for deeper psychological processes, and those processes, of course, ran wild. What they needed was a living god, and they didn't have one, a situation which Muad'Dib's son has corrected. So we've got our living god, mm-hmm. Leto, sitting on the lion throne. Yeah. Ghani, so we've ha- everyone is very posed. This is a tableau. It, it's it's very purposeful the oh, way yeah. everyone is positioned. So Leto's in the throne. Mm-hmm. Ghani is one step down from him. Uh, on his other side, we will find out on his right side is a canopic jar containing Paul's water. Yeah. And on the other side of that is Froden, who is now his scribe. <laughs> Even though he gives him shit about you could memorize things right because I don't need you scribbling. Like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. This micromanager. He's, he's uh, right out the gate, just a taskmaster. I do not want to see you with a pen. Like, fuck that. <laughs> memorize it. Uh, so, all the, the names are bringing in their, their gifts. He has. Scared them all shitless, basically. He had them. Uh, oh, yeah. He just come in- through. He, he walk- invited everyone to try to fuck him up. He walked through fire. 
Mm-hmm. He had them stab him with knives. Throw acid on throw him. Throw acid on him. And he ate poison and laughed at them. Yeah. <laughs> Called a worm and just like was like, check it out. Huh? And he'd moved from that to the landing field at Arakeen, where he'd brazenly toppled a guild frigate by lifting one of its landing fins. This is some drama. Mm-hmm. This is primo just diva behavior. Oh, yeah. Well, Look I guess he wants there to do. be, like, no dispute. Like, it's me. You ain't getting anyone else. You better get comfortable with it, because I'm the boss. Uh, Jessica just watched from, is watching from a high, from a spy hole behind the throne because she refused to come to this. Mm-hmm. She's like, they have outmaneuvered for Adam and myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, duh. She's like, oh, I guess all those inner lives, they really like help the twins like outmaneuver us. It's like, yeah, you think? And so now we get to a paragraph that I'm going to read because it makes me so angry. Okay. She was particularly bitter at the way the sisterhood's mythology had trapped Alia. Fear built on fear. The habits of generations had imprinted the fate of abomination upon her. Alia had known no hope. Of course she'd succumbed. Her fate made the accomplishment of Leto and Ganima even more difficult to face. Not one way out of the trap, but two. Ganima's victory over the inner lives and her insistence that Alia deserved only pity were the bitterest things of all. Hypnotic suppression under stress linked to the wooing of a benign ancestor had saved Ganima. They might have saved Alia. But without hope, nothing had been attempted until it was too late. Alia's water had been poured upon the sand. Hmm. Yeah, you think? Maybe if anyone had given two shits? Yeah, if anyone had paid her, like, an ounce of attention. You know, anyone that she cared about. And, like, weird to think that, like, the twins, yes, are nine, but they have been mm-hmm. doing this since they were born. Yeah, and all these things came to them, like, when it was really too late for Alia. Yeah. And, like, granted, we know that, like they said, it was a combination of factors that really worked out for Ghani. But, like, I don't know. People could have been putting their minds to this. I mean, I just always, I will always wonder what would have happened had Jessica stayed. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of think... She would have been okay. So, or at least it would have taken longer. Yeah. For her to, you know, be possessed. Frodden's like, I think I'm dealing okay. (laughs) Tucanic's pretty, pretty pissy. Yeah. Uh, He and Stilgar have become besties in that they both (laughs) don't like Leto. So, finally, Stilgar shows up. And he has not brought uh, spice or fire jewels, which is something someone else brought, which sounds awesome. Sounds like rubies. Yeah, like big ones. Yeah. Stilgar has brought the headband that Ghani wore when she was in the desert. Mm. So here we go. We're going to get real petty. (laughs) Yeah. So Stilgar says, I give you the headband worn by your sister when I took her into the desert to protect her. Like, remember that. Remember? <laughs> and Leto My says, services have been way more valuable than any of these riches. And Leto says, I'm sorry, man. Do you want to take some of the jewels? Because <laughs> things, are, things are tough at home. Yeah. It's like, sorry you're having a hard time, bud. 
Uh, Salado says, okay, fine. And so he takes Ghani's robe, rips mm-hmm. the end of it, and says, in return, I give you this bit of Ghani's robe, the robe she wore when she was stolen from your desert camp, forcing me to save her. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good, though. <laughs> oh, they're fighting. Yeah. In a really bitchy, petty way. Yeah. Uh, still asks if he's being mocked, and he says, mm-hmm. no, I have command you to carry it always next to your heart as a reminder that all humans are prone to error and all leaders are human. Well, except you, man. I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Stilgar's like, all right, I get it, man. Like, He says, what a, what a knave you would have made. And then Leto has to say, uh, what a knave I am. Knave of knaves. Don't Never forget it. Never forget it. Yeah. Stilgar thinks I was going to kill him once and now it's too late. <laughs> yeah. It's too late now, man. Uh, so he says, this is the water. This water belongs to my tribe, by the way, this jar of your dad that's mm-hmm. sitting here, which Leto has also told Jessica that Paul inside him thinks it's hilarious, which, ew, this is very yeah. weird. I don't like any of that. <laughs> She she doesn't either, for what it's worth. <laughs> Grant, yeah. Yeah. So he um he says, Oh, there's an inscription on it, so come and read it aloud. Mm-hmm. And it says This water is the ultimate essence. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> the water is the essence of wetness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to take Dune seriously. Mm. <laughs> Do you though? Mm. It's very silly. <laughs> this we're water... talking about a worm boy. Water <laughs> who has a jar of his dad. Right. <laughs> this water is the ultimate essence, a source of outward streaming creativity. Though motionless, this water is the means of all movement. Hmm. Uh. I just like to say out on the record that when I die, do not put that kind of epitaph on me, because that's just nonsense. No. <laughs> uh, so Stilgar's like, all right, what does it mean? Like, it's like I, I, I'm not following, and like, this, this, you you guys are just, there's too much. Uh, basically. If I, did, if I did write your epitaph, though, <laughs> it would probably say something like, I came here to kick ass and chew gum, and I ran out of ass. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so he says the body of Muad'Dib is a dry shell like that abandoned by an insect ew it's your dad ew. you're talking about a carapace an exoskeleton <laughs> he mastered the inner world while holding the outer in contempt and this led to catastrophe he mastered the outer world while excluding the inner world and this delivered his descendants to the demons the golden elixir will vanish from Dune, yet Muad'Dib's seed goes on and his water mm. moves our universe. Mm. And Stilgar's just like, ah. Um. Please don't talk about his seed. <laughs> please stop. Please. <laughs> um, so basically, he's just like, look, it's it's all things lead to an end. All ends have beginnings. Mm-hmm. It's just go home. We're sending yeah. Gurney with you. He's going to be there as my advisor in your council. Stilgar's like, great. Thanks. Don't you trust me? And he's like, yeah, or I would be sending Gurney. 
Gurney's cool. Like, we like Gurney. Yeah. <laughs> so the names all leave. And this is when Leto's just like, hey, scribe, did you get all this? <laughs> so he calls for Adam to stand in front of him. And he says, look, but you haven't agreed to give me the Sardaukar. Mm-hmm. But you will. And he <laughs> says, you know, they'd, they'd, you know, go well with the Fremen. Yeah. And he says, look, I'm going to make you an offer. And so he says, look, basically, like, things have to keep going. Uh, he does say, I pray my grandmother prepared you for this, <laughs> which I enjoyed. Things going to get real weird. Real weird. <laughs> so basically, he says, look, I'm not technically Leto. Mm-hmm. I've given over the command of, like, I'm a community, and I'm being dominated by this guy named Harem, and he a benevolent ancestor. He was a benevolent ancestor. He fathered a dynasty that endured for three thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually. They all, like, kind of faded out, but while it was prevalent, he he was doing the good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, he says, you know, they bred individuals who tended to be short-lived, superstitious, and easily led by a god king. Taken Mm -hmm. as a whole, they were a powerful people. Their survival as a species became habit. And Fred's like, I don't like this. And Leto says, (laughs) I don't either, but I have to do it. Uh, He's like, people... He's basically like, people have to sink to their lowest before they can become their best. Mm. And Fran's like, I don't like that. (laughs) Anyway. Don't know about that. So he says, look. The Betty Jezzer breeding plan. They thought that they didn't have to change. That they could make things change, but they didn't have to. But they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, take a look at me. I'm not human, but, you know, maybe, maybe I'm kind of an abomination because harem kind mm-hmm. of sucks and <laughs> I'm going to, you know, be part of that. Yeah. But, and Farad says, look, because he says he's going to keep a tame Farad and Farad's like, do not talk to me that way. <laughs> yeah. He says, look, you know. The Sardaukar would lose eventually, but they would mm-hmm. cause a lot of havoc first. Yeah. And he says, look, Leto says, look, I told you, I'm no longer human. I'm not going to have any children springing from my loins because I don't have loins. I don't loins. have loins. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thank you for bringing that up, kid. Well, at least that answers one question we had. Uh, and he says, and this is, so this is the second thing I have to do. I have to go against the Fremen and they can't do anything. Like he's like, they're, they're going to have to live with it because Mm -hmm. I'm, by the way, a God, if I haven't mentioned that a couple of times in this conversation. (laughs) Right. He says, I'm not going to betroth, you and Vagani aren't going to get betrothed because my sister's going to marry me. Mm -hmm. And Fran's like. But, 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 but. <laughs> he says, I said we're going to get married because Ghani has to continue the Atreides line. And the breeding program, which is now my breeding program, like, has to start mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. And Fran's like, 
No. <laughs> no. Uh, yes. <laughs> he says, he I, actually says, I refuse. He says, you refuse to father an Atreides dynasty? And he's like, what dynasty? You're going to live to be 4,000 years old. And he says, and I'll mold your descendants in my image. It'll be the most intensive, the most inclusive training program in all of history. Will be an Was ecosystem true, in miniature. Mm-hmm. And he says, you put fancy words on a most distasteful. <laughs> he says, you're a madman. You will shatter the empire. Of course I will. And I'm not a man. Yeah. Uh, but he's got big plans. For he's got big men. plans. And so Ghani comes over and comes and stands by Faradin and takes his hand. And Leto mm-hmm. says, as my mother was not wife, you will not be husband. Mm-hmm. But perhaps there will be love and that will be enough. And Faradin's just like, eh, this is the switch for the Sardaukar? <laughs> and he says, yep. Uh, I offer you your descendants. I offer your descendants the Imperium. I offer you peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, must I remain scribe, the secret order- father of your royal line? Yep. Will you try to force But me? it wasn't a secret, though, was it? No, I don't think it's a secret, but he's just yeah. being dramatic. Dramatic, yeah. Uh, he says, will you try to force me into your habit of peace? I will. I'll resist you every day of my life. Uh, and here we go. Can I do it? Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. So he says, I'll resist you every day of my life. And Leto says, but that's the function I expect of you, cousin. It's why I chose you. I'll make it official. I will give you a new name. From this moment, you'll be called Breaking of the Habit, which in our tongue is Hark Alana. Come on down. <laughs> Surprise. He's been for on the log. You get a new name. You get a new job. And not a wife, but a nine-year-old. Purpose, though. He has purpose. And he has like a powerful position in the empire. He says, give me your Sardaukar. And Connie says, he'll have them one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And Faradin does hear a little bit of fear for himself in Ghani's mm-hmm. voice, which makes him kind of think, okay, maybe someday we could have something. Yeah. Because she seems to have decided she doesn't want to kill me on sight. So. <laughs> right. Um, so Faradin says, take them. Mm-hmm. So Leto gets up. He steps down to Ghani's level and turns her so that they're back to back. Yeah. And says, note this, cousin Hark Alada. This is the way it will always be with us. We'll stand thus when we are married, back to back, each looking outward from the other to protect the one thing which we have always been. Then he gets kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, he... He says, remember that when you're face to face with my Ghanima, remember when you whisper of love and soft things, when you are most tempted by the habits of my peace and my contentment, your back must will remain exposed. Yeah. And then he leaves. And it's just like, well, that was... Weirdly possessive. That was a weirdly possessive, gross way to talk about your sister, wife. Uh, yeah. Twin. Um, sister, wife, twin. Mm-hmm. So then he leaves. Yeah. And Ghani takes Faradin's hand and looks down after Leto and says, one of us had to accept the agony and he was always the stronger. You know, I don't know, I, man. I, I dispute that. God Empress of Dune. God Empress of Dune, man. God Empress of Dune. God, God Empress, Empress of Dune. Dune. 
I am afraid we're going to have to write this AU. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nothing will ever beat the AU that I found on AO3 that was Chani and Rulin getting together. I mean, that's pretty good. Only because one of the tags was women love women, women loving women may might have saved Dude Messiah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really would have. <laughs> now that I'm back on my fanfic bullshit. Hell yeah. I'm ready to start writing some fanfics. Hell yeah. God, I love fanfics so much. Yeah, I, I started, I'm working on one now, so. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. No, <laughs> I mean, hey. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, my friend and I just do endless head cannons back and forth, mm -hmm. like, in our chat. Yeah. And it's always the most ridiculous, just, it's like, 3.30 in the afternoon, and I'll get a text that's like... I really think, like, the Umbrella Academy would love Five Guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. you know what? They would. Also, Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> what if the characters of the boys were ordering Chipotle? <laughs> what would they get? <laughs> well, Huey would definitely be getting the fajita salad. <laughs> with with the, the tangy vinaigrette. Yes. He wants to get guacamole and chips, but it's extra... Yeah, yeah. That's so much. <laughs> I don't even know. Butcher's just getting a bowl of meat. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I want carnitas and chicken just yeah. together in a bowl. I can see Frenchie just doing like a vegan, the vegetarian option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think about this stuff way too much. See, no, exactly. Me, me yeah. too. Me too. I'm just picturing Butcher with this bowl of meat. Just like, this is great. Love to eat lunch. Yeah. I mean, I'm currently working on a fanfic that is the Winchester brothers solving a case in the bar from New Girl. <laughs> All the cast of New Girl is there. Yeah. All right. All right. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I my don't friend, know. I have issues. <laughs> Friend of the show, uh, Catherine Kovac, and I have also yeah. done What If the Umbrella Academy Met the Characters of Legion? So, Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, I'm just immediately picturing Klaus and uh, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> just my mind went straight to that. <laughs> it was a good time. But... That was the end of Children of Dune. That's the end. That's the end of Children of Dune. We finished, you guys. We finished. <sighs> wow. It took us a very long time, but that's really, like, nobody's fault. Because we took a long break. Mm -hmm. But we finished it. Yes. So. And hopefully <sighs> no more long breaks with, with God Emperor of Dune. But, you know, we'll we'll see how things go. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we're going to be on a little break, not long. Mm -hmm. No, uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to be long, but uh yeah, a short break and in the meantime <sighs> I guess we have to do it. Guess we have to do it. We've done all the other ones. Wolves of the Cala. Wolves of the Cala. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it and I'm going to actually be open-minded and give it a fair shot this time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I promise not to be quite such a bitch about it. 
I mean, Musica. but when we get to Song of Susanna, all bets are off. That's fair. Yeah. That, that's fair. Um, yeah, so Wolves of the Kala will be next for our usual Dark Tower mm-hmm. uh, break. Interstitionals. Um, interstitionals uh, would like to reiterate that... Yes, this is a Dune podcast, and yes, but we it's, break episodes about Dark Tower. Uh, it's our it's our podcast. And it's we our can podcast. Do we want. <laughs> and um, if you're on the internet complaining that we did that, um, I'm sorry, but this is uh, what we do. Yeah, it's so, our show, and we yeah. do whatever we want. We don't. You don't have to listen to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so there's that. Uh, we are Stephen two. King, I was like, we are two Stephen King stands. So yeah, we're gonna talk some Stephen King nonsense. The other night, I was like, "What if I rewatched The Outsider?" Oh yeah. So how was it? I haven't re-watch? decided to rewatch it yet, but I think I might. Yeah. Because enough time has gone by that, like, I, you know, I remember the plot, but I feel like I might have mm-hmm. forgotten some stuff that they changed up for the show. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I was thinking about it the other night. I mean, Ben Mendelsohn's so good. Okay, so I was thinking about it because I have a crush on Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of figured I re- that's where we were going. <laughs> <laughs> what if I rewatched The Outsider to see Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah. <laughs> um, I could just watch Rogue One again, but there's only, yeah. you know. There's only so many times. I have to do that anyway to that. prep for Andor. Right. God forbid I have to rewatch Rogue One. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah, and Cynthia uh, Revo's great in that too. And I exactly. gotta say, like, no, it was J- it's, Jason yeah. Bateman. Even though he's short lived in the show, like, did yeah. a really fantastic job. And I think that, yeah. So maybe I'll do that. Like, the, like, I don't have a list of things a mile long I could be watching or reading, but I'm just like, <laughs> what if I just? I mean, the I outsider? just just rewatched two seasons of supernatural so <laughs> i mean i'm not judging anyone but exactly uh, yeah i i saw that the salem's lot show is going to be coming out soon and i lo- went to look at the cast and i gotta tell you does not fill me with confidence at all when treat williams is your number one build i'm not confident i'm sorry Treat williams yeah Treat I Williams. S- I don't see that casting at all. No. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But in other franchise news that we're mm. very stoked about. <laughs> Interview with the Vampire. Interview with the Vampire. So soon. Yes, Sandman. Be prepared for us to talk a lot about these two so, things. Interview with the Vampire... The Sandman, um, it is four days until the premiere of Prey, the new Predator mm-hmm. movie. Right. Chef's Kiss. Speaking of Legion, mm-hmm. Amber Midthunder's on it. So, mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, uh, she's so good. She's so good. She's so good. I love Carrie and Carrie so oh, much on Legion. so good. Just- that, most, most of any of the nerdy fandom stuff that... Catherine and I do involves just people meeting the louder books <laughs> just because we enjoy that interaction so much of just people being yeah. like wait what okay <laughs> you're the same person I don't understand sure <laughs> fine like I'm cool with that I, uh, <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> 
I mean, what are you going to do? You just got to accept things. Yeah. I mean, I just go with it. I'm very excited for the interview with the Vampire series. It's wordy. Yes. I wish they'd gone with Vampire Chronicles, but, you know, that does sound a tad generic. Um, people That's, complaining yeah. about the changes. Like, mm -hmm. look, I read those last, like, three or four books don't complain about these changes. <laughs> complain yeah, about those changes. You're going to complain. <laughs> about they, anything? About How about the, we complain about the fact that they're fucking aliens? Okay. That they, like, Atlantis? Yeah. Well, and then the whole Atlantis thing. Aliens. I, yeah. Don't complain about the time change or oh, no. the race of actors. This person's black. It's like, they're hey. aliens. Guys? Louis was Creole. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. Also, Louis sucks. Louis is so boring, and I anything that they do to make Louis, Louis more I mean, watchable, I'm I'd into argue it. we're not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, but it couldn't. I, I'm pleased with the casting for the show, but mm -hmm, ultimately, Louis is so boring. The one that I was, like, really kind of on the fence about was Sam Reed as Lestat, because Lestat is such an over-the-top, like, character, and Sam Reed yeah. has always been, like, a very, like, restrained actor. But, like, seeing some... From? Oh, he was in Bell. He's been in a okay. bunch of stuff. Okay. Yeah, like, he does a lot of British TV. But he's... He's very handsome, but not what I pictured for Lestat at all. But, like, mm -hmm. seeing the preview, I'm like, okay, I definitely see this. And to be fair, that's what people said about Tom Cruise, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And let's be honest, as good as I think Brad Pitt is in that movie, Louis is there to be a great mm. head of hair. I mean, he's okay. I wouldn't I, say he's great. He's he's fine. He's fine. He's doing fine. I mean, really, the ones that are really acting are Kirsten Dunst. And Tom Cruise are just acting circles around everybody, chewing all the fucking scenery. You're leaving none for anyone no. else except Antonio Banderas. Anto Antonio Banderas. He is, uh, you, you're not going to top Armand in that movie. I don't know what and they're going to do for I mean, Armand. I did complain about that at the time. But, I, again, if you want to talk casting, like... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> different cat, like making a character look very different from how they're portrayed in the books. Yeah. Armand is a redheaded teenager in the book. From Russia. From Russia. He is not this like handsome Spanish, yeah. long haired, <laughs> you know, <laughs> very gay vampire. Antonio like Banderas. <laughs> right. I mean, he's. That's just not him. <laughs> so. But, yeah, but, so... I mean, no complaints about that change, okay? <laughs> it's very good. I'm sure we will not be gone but so long, because right. we just like to talk to y'all. Yeah, we do. We like to talk at you guys. <laughs> and make you, force you to listen to us, because, yeah. God, we talk. Yeah, uh, I was considering, like, oh, God, is this going to turn into a Sandman inter slash interview podcast at some point? Possibly. <laughs> but God Emperor of Dune. God Emperor of Dune. It looms. It awaits. If y'all are ready. Because mm. this is when Dune gets weird. It gets real fucking weird. 
Like, it's been getting there. It's been climbing the weird ladder. Mm -hmm. And now we are here. We're in the cloud city of weird. There's a worm. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a and if you think duck in Idaho's. if you think that this is the stopping point of weird for this series, oh buddy, mm. buckle up because there's two books after this one. Oh my god, <laughs> that are even fucking weirder. Oh my god, <laughs> Megan, off. I can't, I can't believe we've gotten there. I can't believe we're on God. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm seriously blown away that we're actually here now. We are. Still here. <laughs> Heck yeah. We lived, bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think this is a good place yes. to stop for the week. Uh, we've chatted enough yeah, at you yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so in the meantime, before we come out with our Wolves of the Cala episode, you can find us over at thespool.net where we write about film and television. You can find us on Twitter at WeirdingPod. We love talking to you guys. Love it. Mm-hmm. Rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars is great, but whatever you feel like giving us, we'll take it. You know? Helps exactly. us out. Helps us out quite a lot. Helps the show be more visible so more people can listen and maybe we could get some fucking money. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. It's It doesn't cost me nothing to run this show, you know? It's a very good point. It's a very good point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I- <laughs> oh okay well that selfless selfless oh begging for God. money aside <laughs> oh until next week everybody be nice and take, take your, spice. your spice bye gotta wipe out out of here <laughs> <laughs>